0: Get ready for non-stop action. Get ready for non-stop excitement. They're doing the job possibly nobody wants. Watching every canon film and analyzing them. To death. Frank Garcia Hale. Jeff Garlock in The Canon Canon. Hey,
1: my shoe. Welcome to The Canon Canon. My name is Jeff Garlock. And I'm Frank Garcia Ma, I don't want to kill no more. Hail. <laughs> this is the canon canon. We talk about canon films,
0: all their amazing output. I know that was your Nolte, And I also was like, Eric
1: Roberts in Runaway Train? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> you had shoes on the brain. I realized he didn't have that <laughs> accent. And then I was like, but it feels like, because it feels like one of those like scenes in acting class where, you know, it's like they use it in a movie to like show like rain how yeah. bad an actor is or something being like ma i don't want it's a brian a yeah audition <laughs> you know where he's doing the the outsiders scene for stanley kubrick oh, man
0: what well, i was also this just reminds me of what who is who's the kid from american pie i think it came up and it was like chris what's his name either way it was like chris him auditioning oh, yeah. for Mamma mia <laughs> And right. you're like, oof, these things should not get out. Because he's, like, sincerely <laughs> going for it. It's like, oh, he's like, you, you can hear he realizes he can't sing. And they give him another <laughs> chance. But, like, I think it came up with Gorley and Russ or something. Either way, people, yeah. hey, this is the Candid Canon. This is a podcast where we talk about candid films and all of their amazing output. And today is no exception. Uh, we... Uh, this all will connect. People, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Uh You can go there to get bonus content. You can go there to get episodes one month early. We do our Could Have Been a Cannons. Currently, we have a Nemesis, Albert Pyun's movie, and we just moved over Teen Wolf 2, from that to the main feed and we also have a could have been a canon that's getting picked by a Patreon member because that's something you could do Howling 2 is going to be coming soon people ooh. ooh, but join that Patreon to support this uh, That was my casual werewolf <laughs> uh, Ooh. I mean this is why also Frank should turn into a werewolf because he will just be a relaxed <laughs> attitude about it uh, We also on this Patreon you can uh, interact with us, and sometimes pick what movies we're doing. We threw out a poll. Mm-hmm. We're like, "Hey, we're we're you've heard us say this before if you have listened, unless you are a Grace Quig head. That's right. I' a little uh, spoily yeah. to what we're doing here, but uh, we are Quigly. We're in a weird spot. We continue to be in a weird spot. We go in and out of these weird spots with Canon, and you know, we were at a point where like, look, we got four we need to do. Uh, let's throw it out." Who? What do you want to see? And people picked America 3000, but then right below it was, I'll say an underdog, at least a couple people throughout time have brought this up here or there of like, man, I kind of want you to uh, cover this one. Uh, uh, especially Rob Schnitzer, shout out our Patreon member. He has br- I, I can remember he has brought it up before. Uh, yeah, and uh, so our, our our movie that we had to cover not only because we wanted to but because it was chosen by our Patreon members, the Nick Nolte, Catherine Hepburn. 1984 really this is a canon Grace. 1985 oh on. yeah that's we're getting into technicals it's one of those yeah uh
1: people this is grace quigley not to be confused with Quiggly down under
0: no we both work side at first we
1: thought great Tom Grace Quigley, the origin story of Quigley. Quigley
0: is about Quigley's mom. His mom.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and how she taught him to be a
0: sharpshooter in Australia yep. or whatever Quigley Down Under is mm-hmm. about.
1: That's why he's down <laughs> he's under. He's down
0: under trying to escape his mom because she's trying to shoot him from far away. <laughs> er, ner. No. Er, no. Bluey. But no, we. <laughs> oh, man. Fucking Bluey. Again. Given just uh, wrong ideas of what dads will do for their kids.
1: <laughs> My God, yeah! What unrealistic? Uh, just uh, the your, our kids are watching this and thinking they need this much attention and support from Give us. Come up on, the the
0: game, Bandit. The bit. You can walk yeah. away from a game; it's fine. Don't embarrass yourself. We love our children. We're not going as far as Bandit does, but we will go as far as Grace Quigley. So. Yeah, this movie is uh right off the bat I'll just say this
1: movie is interesting. It's yeah, it's it's technically I didn't know what did you expect because I didn't read anything about it. Um I and like I I mean, did <sighs> what did you think this movie was about or was gonna be about when you
0: Well I know that
1: I remember there. reading the entry in Austin Trunick's
0: Canon Film Guide volume two and being mm-hmm. like, Oh Yeah. That's what this is about, because I thought it was going to, at first, you know, Grace Quigley, I thought it was going to be clearly about an older lady, but maybe some, like, heartfelt, like, movie about a son and mother trying to understand each other, kind of like a Tom Hanks nothing in common sort of deal, Mm. and then you, like, first, you, like, read what it is, and you're like, oh... This is definitely a different movie than I thought it was.
1: and Yeah, it's Jack Kevorkian's origin This story. is the origin, yeah. Not Quigley. Exactly.
0: Down you think it's going to be about a sharpshooter, and then it's about a sharp killer uh, mm-hmm. who doesn't shoot. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, it, I, so, yeah, I didn't know what to And then when you kind of get the log line, it definitely, you know, we... I, I think a good summary is uh, you texted me after you like kind of we were kind of playing out on, you know, when we we're going to record and you were like, I think I liked it with a yeah. question mark. And then my response was, I think so, too. And truly, yeah. my wife, because she's just used to it, uh, you know, she knew I was watching a canon. I watched it broken up because I've been trying to not subject her. Um and <laughs> she's like, "Wait, this is a bad movie." And I was like, "Not really?" Like Jerry's still no, out, yeah. I'm halfway through. But uh but it is also it's not exactly Well, I guess it is. It's not exactly like quote-unquote one of the good ones. It, right. it it I mean, we'll see it in our canon writing. It actually felt one of the more not Cannons.
1: Yeah, it felt. I, it, excuse me. It, I got choked <laughs> oh, up. Grace. About to talk about it. <laughs> oh, Grace, Mama. Um, ma, McDonald's. Ah. <laughs> I think it was because <laughs> Ma, the meatloaf. Um, I felt like yeah, it was like a, an acquisition. Yes, because it almost felt like it felt like a combination of like Harold and Maude. Mm-hmm. And raising Arizona. It felt like it kind of had like these two like feels to them. Yes.
0: Definitely. Cause it's definitely a black comedy. Um yeah. I mean, just to give the IMDB log line, Grace Quigley is nearing the end of her life living alone in her New York apartment. One day she witnesses a murder being committed by top hitman Seymour Flint. She decides to blackmail him into killing her. However, she has one or two friends he has to get rid of first. I mean, that is, even that, like, like, okay,
1: this is an interesting idea. And it feels like it would be kind of like a drama a bit. Right. But it kind of plays more like a jam or Tim and Eric's bedtime stories or whatever. Whatever that, the darker one is. I think, yeah,
0: Tim and Eric's bedtime stories. Yeah, it definitely does. And it is... You know, I do think Harold and Maude is the is the closest kind of this is what it is like, tone-wise. Yeah. I'll say... and Because we'll, the jokes are dry yes. and subtle. And that's what I'll get... I know we'll get into it. Like, it definitely... It's not a perfect movie. And it leans maybe as, you know, we both like dark things. Like, maybe actually... Leans too dark and dry at time, like and and for a big chunks of it, where it's like, well, this is just more depressing than dark comedy. Yeah,
1: there were a couple of moments, and then it gets kind of like there's moments of levity. I think because of that imperfection, imperfection, nothing's ever right. perfect, is it? No, Jeff? I mean, wow. No, but I think be- because of that, those quote unquote flaws endeared it to mm-hmm. me because it felt so strange. Yes. And it did feel like, it just feels like a a, a notch above our reality, where it lives in its own reality, but still our reality. Again, like Harold and Maude, where it's like, oh, I found it charming in a dark way, but then I was like, oh, this made me like it even more. Because if it would have leaned too much into the goofiness, it probably would have been, you know... uh, uh, was it Landsberg and Dryfest? You know, or yeah, like yeah. If, or it would be, or if it's too serious, then we try to to swing for the fences. where like a runaway train, type <laughs> right? Movie. And because which ultimately runaway train combines, might be even sillier than this movie
0: sometimes because of Eric I Roberts. I mean, we well, just yeah. talked about <laughs> Eric Roberts, yeah, my, my
1: shoes. shoes!
0: <laughs> but it is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because it's also interesting, like, I mean, it does feel like an acquisition, because I think it was, like, this is one that was, like, floating for a bit. Uh, mm. a- as far as I could, you know, see and, like, look at, like, IMDb and, like, Austin's book, I, I think, and I could be getting this story slightly wrong, it's that, like, A. Martins wyback the the writer, basically, like, yeah. wrote a treatment like, attached it to like a brick essentially, threw it over the fence of Anthony Harvey. Clearly, like, had an idea for Anthony Harvey to do it. And then Catherine wow. just happened to be there because. And it hit her in the yeah, head? Yeah, she hit her in the head. She, she's no.
1: like, oh no, what is this?
0: <laughs> she just happened to be it's there.
1: Fred Schneider, I think
0: they had done two movies already. And she looked at it, and then she's like, I love it. I need to do yeah. this. And then she, like, got behind him and, like, tried to get it made for a while. And it ended up hmm. being finally made through canon, like, after kind of moving around through, I think, a different couple companies. And uh, it ended up being, I think, her last leading role in, like, you know, uh, in a movie. Yeah. Uh,
1: I th- It was the last script that A. Martin Zwiebelbeck also... or Zwiebelbeck? I can't... As well as Weibach, yeah, yeah. uh, wrote too because he wrote a bunch of TV scripts, but this is like,
0: and then he became like a producer, script. right? Like a pretty mm-hmm. big producer, too, like a lot of things, as they, as do. they do, as they are wont to do. Um, but yeah, like, so it's like, it is, uh, look, how much is, uh, we're gonna believe it. Why not? It's fun to believe that story, it's fun to believe that that is what happened here. Um, uh, Oh wait, I got it wrong. That he didn't become a producer. Yes, it's the last thing he did. He also did the paper chase. Yeah, and I mean, so you know, it's one of those stories. But it, it, you know, she got just kind of hooked on the idea, and it, you know, I, it, <laughs> I, when you're like, oh, it's a canon movie, but with like name actors. There's always that question of like, what the fuck's going on here? Like, what is it like? Yeah is it end of their line is like what is the reason you're here and like why are the people involved so hooked on it but
1: well i was going to ask uh-huh. you say if your grandma worked in hollywood yeah. and she says i love this script i'm going to do everything i can to make this movie right. and you go to see it like i can't wait for this passion project of grandmas right. and it's about feeling like i'm alone there's nothing left for me. Yeah. All I'm doing is just waiting to die. Kill me. How would you feel about that? After like lights go up, popcorn on your shirt. You're trying to dust it off and you're like, okay,
0: I'd feel like, I'm what am I looking out the window at today's mm. society? No, I mean, true. Like yeah. it, and who's the real villain of this story? I mean, let's just
1: think about it here. Think so. Like, who's the real villain of this? Story? Is it her? Or is, is it, it society? The kids who don't care? Did we ever think about it? Is that? it the way that we treat our elderly? <laughs> I
0: mean, that's the thing. Is that's the difference between this and Harold and Maude? Is like this
1: is bleak. Like it's yeah because it's real shit. Yes, I think about it way too yes. often. Yes. It is I think about way too often about if I reach a certain point in my life and I don't want to go on, well, I have to suffer like I don't want my daughter to have to take care of me in a fucking nursing home.
0: I I get it. look, right? Yeah, I've been thinking about it too much with just like the future of relatives and then how that also means for us and yeah, same. Like yeah. I mean, and that is also the interesting part about this like one of the big interesting parts about this movie is like it isn't about uh you know, we joke that this is like origin story of Kevorkian, but it isn't about people who are sick. It's no. about people who are sick of the, the mundanity
1: what? of fucking existence. Of just waiting to die. They know it's coming. They just don't know right. when. And there's nothing filling up their time or their life with anything worthwhile. So it's just being like, I lived my life, and now I have to wait for something to happen to Right.
0: Me. Which is, uh, you know, like, I, I've been... I. You know, in, in in therapy a lot, like thinking through, like how like how to create, uh, how to create art, but like kind of tap into it when you're feeling that, th- but not feel the feeling all the time, and like because that is like you know, like that is no way to live is to think that way all the fucking time, <laughs> and especially yeah. now we, you know, I I, I I I definitely have been like, man a lot of us are feeling this like nonstop like what can we do to work against that but that it is a valid feel like the answer is not just like act like that isn't a reality because that's i think that's the interesting part of this being a 84 85 whenever the script was written it's like uh when you watch a political movie and you could either be like, "Man, we've always been fucked," or it's like, this is a a thing that has consistently been a thing. like like, you know, watching a yeah. voice in the crowd and being like, "Oh, there's always been fucking blowhards like Trump. like you know, like it's it's not mm-hmm. and it's almost like helpful to remember like it's not a new thing. No one's above the fray. And that is to me is the most it is is the the most interesting part of this movie, but also, and exactly now what you're saying because that's where the bleakness comes in is picturing if this is Catherine Hepburn's passion project like it's it's yeah. to your it's you're bringing it home by the 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 you know comparing it to like if he was your grandma but like you imagine like it's called empathy jeff <laughs> but like that's the thing like it's also and, you know, uh, all these episodes are always, like, you you get a, a a insight into what I literally have been talking about the past day or two. But it's just, like, the idea of, like, all right, if this is Katherine Hepburn's uh, uh, kind of passion project, there could be a version of people who are like, Catherine Hepburn, she's one of the greatest actresses ever. She must be fucking happy. Like, she must yeah. be good to go. If famous people are happy. <laughs> like and it's but like then you see the content yes. and you're like no. Most people have fucking everything going on all at once. Like no one is above the fray, yeah. and that it, that in it, so it ends up being a, a, it, it, a an interesting movie and also enjoyable and in not enjoyable in that it is it's fucking bleak. Like I said, if you go into the reality of it, you go into like, oh man, we always do the joke of like, you can just look out the window, man. It's like a mirror at society
1: looking out our window, but like this time the mirror is inside. Yes, of us. exactly. It's and it's just a, a constant loop. Of just like we're just seeing yeah. it's an, an echo chamber of <laughs> our Again internal always. depression. <laughs> yep, exactly.
0: That's where uh, I the live. ultimate echo chamber, people. Please, <laughs> it's also. Though to me, in a a different way, like watching, it, I was like, "This is an interesting movie because I was like trying to think of it in terms of." I think the concept of the quote unquote Disneyification of or Marvelification of Hollywood currently is uh, d- both true and uh, exaggerated, like depending on the yeah. story. Like, where it's just like, no, I mean, yes, it is, like, the, there's a, there's, there's there's always lots of movies being made, like, uh, and, you know, we're, like, uh uh B S About Movies actually was pointing out on Twitter, like, there's always a slate of Tubi movies, crazily, that are, like, in lots of them, that are, be, like, in different ways, but... I don't know if I have any connection completely or answer but like the biggest thing beyond just the bleakness that I was thinking about with this movie is the uh, I was like is it is it true we're not seeing it as much right now uh or in what way is it like when you're like oh there's no good punk being made anymore and you're like you just haven't been to a fucking <laughs> right. basement show like in forever yeah but it's hard to not watch and be like man this is a time where Grace Quigley could be made, like this, and like with stars. Like there are mm-hmm. so many movies that you and I are constantly not only canon wise, but like just life wise, discovering where you're like, oh, this is like the fortieth movie, like uh, mm-hmm. Michael Caine has made or something. You know what I mean? Like those <laughs> yeah. movies are like, shit, forgot about that Dudley Moore movie. And that Dudley Moore movie, <laughs> like you just kind of go down that weird like rabbit hole of Tubi suggestions, and it yeah. reminds you of like yeah. you may th- Hoyt X yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like and and whenever you know, like I think I just saw uh, what uh, uh, like how did this get made is doing like their live ones and like they're doing the first power. But I was just like, oh, Oh, right, right. the first power, but then also, like, switched, I think, with, like, Ellen Burst or whatever, or Ellen Barkin. Uh, And, I mean, and part of this comes from, like, thinking that in the negative, too, like, I just watched Eve of Destruction for the first time. That movie sucks. (laughs) Like, it was really bad, Frank. Like, I mean, it's just so crazily slow. And I love Gregory but He maybe should have been starring. It's just a really odd movie. But it also got made. Like, it's just like, I don't know. There is just something interesting to think about that there's always just these hundreds of movies that are just made in the world every year. And yeah. I, I don't have a clear point, honestly, besides the fact that I was just like, "My God, this movie got fucking funding <laughs> to make this movie. What a crazy idea!" <laughs> Especially when you watch it, the logline doesn't do it justice. Maybe like of how weird it is. I think.
1: Well, speaking of loglines, do you want to hear the I tag? I do want to hear the
0: taglines.
1: Grace and Seymour have hid and wait. Hit oh, okay. I got it. All right. All right. It, look, I'm I'm I just got out of a three hour showing of Oppenheimer. I'm a little dead to the world. Speaking of new movies, existential. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, by the way, uh, TCL, uh, Chinese theater, really beautiful. Got it, dude. First man. time, I mean, I, I can't believe Did the IMAX, yeah. the, the film 70 millimeter, no, 70 film, 70 millimeter film. Millime 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 millime. <laughs> Oh, oh, so marvelous. Baby. You look marvelous. <laughs> anyway. You look marvelous, <laughs> Oppenheimer. <laughs> you look marvelous, Oppenheimer. Oh. Grace and Seymour have hit on a new solution to an age-old problem. I'm, I'm going to read this like it's a, a serious, like a, almost a horror film. They are business partners in a most unusual undertaking. Together, they're going to make a killing. Eve of Destruction. (laughs) (laughs) Grace Quigley.
0: (laughs) Man. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Those taglines are also good examples of just, like, it could go that way. Like, it could go any way. Like, you kind of don't know how this movie's going to play out (laughs) when you're going in if you know anything about it. Yeah. I think what was also... I meant to look up... Oh, the the... The do you know what the the first title was or what the script title was? Oh, um,
1: let me guess. Was you might it... have you said one of the words in one of those taglines. Uh, age is only a number. Uh, time's up. Uh, <laughs> <These are good. laughs> I don't know. Um, oh wait, wait. Um, uh, the Afghan lays down at dawn. That sounds like uh, a
0: the Afghan lays down sounds like a made up Seinfeld dramatic. M- Right, yeah.
1: Uh, Afghan (laughs) uh, (laughs) half-mass. I don't know. It's just the ultimate solution
0: of Grace Quigley. Oh. Which is so... I'm kind of glad that... Because there's just something like... There's something odd about the use of the word solution. It's hard to not feel like mm, Holocaust like reference. Also, you know what I mean? Yeah, Especially yes, with the ultimate exactly. solution. You're like, yeah, maybe let's pull back a bit.
1: The ultimate solution, Miss <laughs> Grace Quigley. Welcome to bar. You're about to experience it. Stop him! He's got Grace Quigley! <laughs> Later, fellas. Bon voyage.
0: Hogan's hero starring Grace Quigley. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: I see nothing. <laughs> oh man.
0: Well, then open your eyes, darling. <laughs> Pow! Man. But yeah, it's uh, it's wild. I mean, like, we should do our quick f- facts before we get. I mean, we've yeah. done some
1: of them. We've already. Yeah. I mean, I, I. I, I because of the 1984 1985, uh, look, we've already we've covered uh, these, gonna go back in we time, go. we've done it many times, so we know those top 10 movies. But uh, it was released May 17th, 1985, in the U.S. I don't know the budget, I don't know the box office gross, and I don't know where it fell on the box office mojo if it even did it at all, yeah. Uh, but I do know there was an original ending to it that they had filmed apparently mm-hmm. where Seymour Flint. Our Nick Nolte character uh drowned in an attempt to save Grace's life when she walks into the ocean. Wow, sorry. But because of negative reaction at a preview audience, the ending was changed to a happier
0: one. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Coakley says five million for budget. Don't know gross. Oh, there you go. Um there are also there are three cuts of this. What? Yeah. There's the premier cut, which was The Ultimate Solution The Ultimate (laughs) Solution Cut. The premiere cut's what we watched. That's the 102 Mm -hmm. minutes. That's with the one where, you know, this is a pretty bleak movie, but it does shift in tone, like, pretty harshly to, like, a madcap comedy towards the end. Like, it feels a little, it's a mad, 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 mad mad, mad world all of a sudden. Um, Well, if they would have kept that
1: original title, it would have. Yes, yeah. exactly. The, like it would have presented like yes. that. Yes, And
0: uh, th- so that's the ending that we see where Grace is going to jump off a building and then he's like, Nick Nolte's like, no, no, I didn't kill the person you wanted killed. And then they end up in the person, the cab driver's cab. And they're like, ha, 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 fun. Uh, and then there's the 87 minute. That's maybe the theatrical cut. That was the one or is it the premiere? I get confused now in which order it was, but the one No, I think the premiere might have been I take it back. I think the premiere is what you're talking about. They did the premiere and then they cut a bunch of shit cuz they had shot it yeah. And then there's the 94 minute revised cut, which has a whole bunch of oh. moves that I think Austin covers. That. I think the director went back in and did his own cut.
1: And then they had the they cut the sex scene. Yes. With Hepburn. Yes. Uh and, and it was raunchy. Uh, that taxi driver. Yes. Uh, it's a weird yeah. three-way man. And that's why she was so upset, oh, too, because he goes no. to her. Okay.
0: <laughs> You're not paying attention to you? me. <laughs> I rocked your
1: world.
0: <laughs> um, and yeah, as uh, Austin says, like, someone needs to step up and do, like, the Blu-ray, like, UHD with all these cuts. Severin, you know, take... Take a a step back from doing that 21 movie, 15 disc, Black Emanuel collection, which blew my (laughs) mind. I was like, 21 Black Emanuel movies. Oh, my God. Um, So many. So much softcore. And they
1: shot them all in two days.
0: Yes, exactly. Uh, But yeah, so, I mean, there is a bit. I would love to see that ending. I would love to see that fucking dark real dark right. ending. Uh but yeah, with that kind of kind of on new ending, it does end on a weird tone. It does get mm. just kind of like you know. Uh it's it's feel good. It's as feel good as this movie could be. Um yeah. uh but yeah, it's amazing that it's a PG movie about killing old people. Um Yeah. It's incredible, really. You try that today, huh? Yeah, try that try in a that. small town. <laughs> that's yeah, what that song was always about was Grace episode, Quigley yep. um, man yeah I would love if people started doing that instead of Blazing Saddles it's like trying oh, to yeah. Blazing Saddles now, or try doing Grace Quigley now Grace Quigley yeah um, we can get that made today one of the things if people do know this is the poster because it was drawn by Hirschfeld uh, the mm. famous caricaturist which is pretty nice. cool uh, Jerry's Kids is that the one that he did or
1: uh the logo for that? I, th- I yes, wrong? he
0: did. I think he did. Maybe he did. Like he does all the Broadway ones. Yeah. Um like we're not theatrical people.
1: We're idiots. Nah, man. Please. We're those video store freaks. Yeah, we okay. Not the
0: Broadway rats. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Cool Canon Group logo. This one goes into space uh I'm, yeah he goes yeah i'm
1: amazed like, a ray of light someone
0: who's a fan of this show and better than us should keep track of what the logos are because i'm amazed at all this time i'm still shocked by it being a new one when i see a new oh, one yeah. um lots of new york in this movie which is very fun oh so much i actually kind of it did
1: make me miss it a tiny bit the tiniest bit except it a did tiny look bit.
0: fucking cold like i was like i know yeah, that bitterness. but i kind of
1: like was like oh that's yeah Oh, Temple, you, you loved
0: days. hanging out on 72nd Street, the 123. Just take that up there.
1: Yep. Her path is all over there. the place. Did you? Yeah. Is that oh. Or not 72nd. I lived on the west side of it. Yeah. Yeah. Not on the east side. Sorry. I I lived near the uh the A A C E.
0: I tell you, I no, could. No, no, sorry.
1: The, the, the B and the, the sorry. The the B and the C and then the uh, the B and the D. We're embarrassing that... ourselves, Frank.
0: We're embarrassing know, ourselves so as former New Yorkers. It's I just... know because
1: I used to live on on the Upper West side before I moved here to LA right. Uh, yeah.
0: I was getting confused on the geography and I was like wait, which bridge is that? Like there was a lot of like is that the Queensboro? Is that the Williamsburg when she because like oh, she's right. all over the place And I guess what we're seeing at the beginning is her trying to get her social security check. Because she's like in Brooklyn, she's in Queens, yeah. kind of sometimes. Like then she's, she's in just fucking. Walking around just she's trying. at the Flatiron Building for a while. Yeah. Sometimes it's snowing, sometimes it's not. You know, you just go with it. Um. Uh. But yeah, it's. Uh. I mean, I wrote, I do not miss New York in the
1: snow. But hey, man, that's uh, that's in betweens. Um, when this movie started, I thought she was being Mister Magoo. I it was like female Mr. Magoo or something.
0: A little bit. Into traffic, and I guess it's. I mean, you know, there was a bit that, like, that's where the New Yorker came in. I was just like, wait for the fucking walk. Like, yeah, you're gonna get hit. Yeah, I'm gonna barrel through as well and be angry about it. Come on, you're on 72nd. <laughs> you're up there. Jesus, kill. Yeah. You can't kill yourself. Um, music's by John Addison. The music is all over the place.
1: It's way all over the place. And there are times this, this movie also feels like because of the music and because of the way it was shot, there are like a few moments that feel like it's a TV show. Yeah. Yeah. Like literally feels like a TV show from the late 70s, early 80s.
0: It feels a lot like that. Definitely. There's something in the look. There's something. And maybe it is because the music feels incongruous sometimes. Like, And, it, and it's not a kind of consistent tone. Um, yeah. But there is, I think, because, yeah, it just has the look of when a TV show was in New York in that time, too, and that they're, like, picking up shots cheaply. Um, yeah,
1: where they just, like, shoot just, like, yeah, on the fly and not letting anybody know. That's
0: why I was worried about Hepburn. I was hoping that was, yeah. like, it was so far away that it was a stunt Wait, do double. do you think that was Hepburn? I, I mean, I, ho- I was hoping it wasn't because I was guessing those were real New York drivers, that they didn't close yeah. the street down. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I, it, as we've talked about, it took a while to get used to drivers here because New York earned that right to be hard drivers who <laughs> to go jam into things quick but move yeah. with a fucking purpose unlike every driver in la jesus christ
1: and it's only gotten worse
0: it only has gotten worse turn on your blinker and get over in a fucking time like don't take four minutes to, cl- to cross lanes jesus um either way uh yeah, so I guess like she's basically she is uh, angry. She's got a new landlord. This yeah. guy, she's been playing late. But you know what, Frank? Honestly, get that fucking shit out on time. You know? Get that, you know? <laughs> hey, it's oh New York. Boy. Look, I'm not, look I don't want go. to be on the side of the landlords, but hey, you know, hey, come yeah, on. Yeah, no, you're pro-landlord. <laughs> look, I mean, he's got a job to do, Frank. That's all. You know, you got to see both sides. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's a dick. He wants her out. Uh, he hates her. She's always late. She's got a bird. It's a bird, not an animal. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Still a pet. Yeah. So smug about it. I mean, that's a definite landlord conversation, getting a fucking bullshit semantics. They're all based in emotion, basically. (laughs) Right.
1: I see an ant farm in there. You have to be out
0: by next week.
1: (laughs) What? I found my excuse, and I'm sticking to it. Yep, exactly.
0: (laughs) Um, Gotcha. (laughs) But uh, lucky for Grace, uh, Nick Nolte shows up. Yeah,
1: and is just murdering this him. guy. <laughs> I, I I maybe missed it, but it looked like he just karate chopped him in the throat, <laughs> oh, and he, he was dead. He had a gun in a newspaper. <laughs> Oh, he shot it. <laughs> I truly missed it.
0: <laughs> I mean, hey, well, it, it's it's quick, and they don't explain why he's got uh, why he's getting whacked anyway. So uh,
1: that's yeah. I don't know. Yeah, maybe he crossed the wrong uh, tenant, and that's they hired him for that. I
0: job. mean, maybe that. Yeah, he was trying to kick someone else who had an ant farm, uh, and they were like yeah. un- unlucky for them. He was a mafia don.
1: Uh, I I told I texted Jeff I was getting squiggly for quiggly. Mm-hmm. So yes I did take partake in the herb before. Hey, hello. <laughs> oh, It's dank weed.
0: <laughs> you were shaking like Hepburn, man. Jeez. I mean, <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is also like Hep- it, it is well it's later in her crystal her idiomatic tremor is is pretty strong,
1: yeah. which I'll say as someone who Martin short impression.
0: I yeah. I worry about, yeah, it's it's definitely feels like the Martin short impression. I feel for it. It's something yeah. I worry I'll get because it runs in my family. Uh, uh, so, you know, uh, we ain't making fun. We're just literally pointing out. It's yeah. it's on. It's there. Um, uh, and, yeah, it's... Uh, it, I'll say, too, what do you think she was paying? Because, I mean, I that's think, a rent control.
1: <laughs> let's say that this takes place in 1983 or 82. Mm-hmm. I'll say like two hundred and thirty dollars a month.
0: Yeah, not bad. Chrissy always talks about like the people next to us were had been there forever in Greenpoint. They were like an older Polish family, and they always changed out. And like mm. she's like, I remember like I would watch them like pay in twenties. Like yeah. They would just like take out their wad and like pay like hundred and fifty bucks or whatever it was, and then we're sitting there, right? And which I thought, which was amazing at the time, our thirteen ninety seven or whatever. Oh yeah, I mean that was great.
1: But I paid nine hundred for my portion of a very very tiny room in Greenpoint.
0: Uh yeah, and it, it was a very tiny room full of a lot of movie shit that I got from you. Yeah, uh, when you <laughs> right. moved, and we're like, I gotta get rid of this fucking. Right,
1: I I sent because I worked at New Line Cinema for a short while. Yeah, and when they fired us all because Warner Brothers bought us out. Yep, we just had all this. Oh, that movie sounds merch. familiar. <laughs> yep, we. Uh, we had all this movie merch that they were just giving out, and I was like, I'll take this, and then I had it, and I was like, why do I have this? Yeah, I, What was, I was it? Was it a Spinal Tap Lunchbox? <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I got it, baby. Friday yeah, 13th this. hat.
1: <laughs> yep, yep, a lot of that stuff.
0: Uh, oh, gigantic boy. Jason's Alive or Jason's Dead shirt, <laughs> like yeah, swimming
1: yes. in it like a night shirt. <laughs> um, I have a sweet Above the Rim shirt I got from that. <laughs> I really wanted out of outside of Bob Shea's office though in New York, they had the they had critters one of the critters from Critters Three. Oh. And I wanted that but
0: Like an actual no, critter? No, no.
1: Yep. Oh, actual critter, man.
0: I remember Six Flags had a horror museum one October, and we went to it, and it was the most (laughs) piss poor. And it had like, (laughs) but it was like Jack Torrance's sweater on a mannequin that looked like they had carved it themselves. (laughs) But there was a critter that definitely was like suffering from rot from age yeah. so it's like he looks extra when you see creepy. those ninja
1: turtle uh the hints oh, and ninja God. turtles from that first movie and nightmare. it's just, like terrifying yes. where it's just like yeah the robotic eyes are still <laughs> in it and
0: such a nightmare um but yeah so the music is crazy like the music that the guy scored is crazy and then it's also like pat benatar the pretenders like stuff yeah. that you're like is it diegetic or is it
1: soundtrack it's unclear I think I heard some psychobilly in there.
0: Definitely some psychobilly. And sometimes is that coming from Nulty's car? Because then he switches yeah. to opera, I believe. Uh but I mean I also, while he's listening to fucking the pretenders with so Grace sees her landlord get shot, jumps in his car, all of a sudden she's in the back seat. Again, imagine that seventy three year old <laughs> lady
1: lying down in a back seat. I know. That poor woman. Passion project. This is, no, but this is what she wanted. She wanted. What if her, you know how she was like, she hired Nolte's character in this to kill her. Yep. But what if her whole reason for making this movie oh is that gosh. they? she knew that Golan and Globus would not have put in the precautions to protect her. And she's like, this is my ticket out.
0: That's why I think that is her crossing the streets of New York. She wanted to yep. get hit by a fucking cabby man, wish. death wish. And then they were like, Hey, that's a good idea. And they're like, we already made death wish. What are you talking about? It's like, we no, we'll we'll do we'll do make more. <laughs>
1: um, but in the yeah. same location. <laughs> yes,
0: exactly. Uh, but yeah, he switched to opera that also oh, wait, no. wasn't. Death
1: Wish Two was uh, L.A. Yes, L.A. And then
0: oh, they okay, came back for three. I say incorrect. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, it's not opera. It's like crazy fusion rock, kind of <laughs> that he's yeah. listening to. Uh, oh, this is what I got confused on. The director edited a lot of Kubrick movies, yeah. like some of the like the main ones too, like Lolita, Lolita. And stuff.
1: 2001, right? I think
0: so. Yeah. Dr. Strangelove. Yep. Maybe even The Killer. But yeah, it's uh, so some of the best, too. Um, But yeah, Nolte plays Seymour Flint. Uh, You know, this is.
1: Gravelly Nolte, which is very uh, like, whoa. It's really. um, It caught me by surprise. Yeah. It kind of has like a David Harbor look, but you could tell he's starting to kind of like regress a bit.
0: As my wife said uh, when she tuned into the end part, cause I was wrapping it up. What's up with Nick Nolte's face. And I was like, yeah, he's got an interesting face. He's seen a lot. And also, you know, this is before, like, I mean, one, it's one of those like tiring stories where they're like, he got his start late in life. He was 41. And then I'm just like, okay, younger than I am. Okay. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that story sucks now, but this is before 48 hours. Um, and, but it ain't before alcoholism, because nope. he definitely got into a bunch of fights with Catherine because he'd show up on set drunk. Ooh. There's one famous quote where she's like, you look like you were in every gutter in New York last night. And he said something like, there oh. are a couple I didn't hit.
1: <laughs> 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 no um The old listen lady kind of comeback. Man.
0: Huh? But I, I will say, he kind of looks it. Like, I mean, from day yeah. one, it's part of Nulty's charm. Just sweating. Just sweating. You can just... You can, you can <laughs> those... smell the alcohol oh, coming out of those pores. When she asks him to open a window in his apartment, <laughs> yeah. you're like, that's just truth. That's just Catherine speaking. That ain't Grace.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Do you run a petting zoo out of here?
0: <laughs> uh, she thought she'd pay... Money is a big thing in this movie. He says that it's five to 20000 for a hit because she wants to kill her uh self is the plan. She basically is like, this guy's a killer. I can hire him to kill me. Uh, she thought she'd pay $218.17. Um but uh yeah essentially it becomes the main theme of the movie like we talked about. She's tired of the rat race. She's just like she's just like I try and the saddest one of the saddest parts of the movie she's like I tried to do it twice already. Like woof yeah. And it's just like my dad, de- my my husband died. I was lost. I was like that one. I feel that. Like I don't know what I'm gonna do. Um, and uh, yeah, and so she basically wants him to get hired to kill her, and then leads to the therapist. Uh, so Nolte has this therapist he goes to because we had seen it before. It does do a pretty good job, of, like having things happen and then they come out later. Like the, you're like, why has he got a nosebleed? Yeah. That's a weird thing. Oh, mm-hmm. Nolty is a contract killer, but he gets nosebleeds because he doesn't know why. And his therapist leads him to finally realize through a breakthrough he has talking to Grace that he feels guilt and he's confused because he's like, this is my job. I don't understand why I feel guilt. Like exactly. Yeah. Um, but Thank he gets psych- Doctor Kyle Mooney. Dr. Kyle Mooney, who is also Dr. Howard the Duck. That's right. The voice of Howard the Duck, baby. Oh, man. Fucking Mm. hanging out with what's-her-name-in-her-underwear from fucking... Leah Thompson. (laughs) Leah Thompson. Making us all confused why we're horny uh, as (laughs) kids. Because it's a duck with a very sexy Leah Thompson. Um but yeah, that's the guy who does Howard the Duck's voice, which yep. is a movie I've been meaning to rewatch. Don't. Uh, I, don't I know. <laughs> Jeff, I've
1: done this every five years. I'm like, you know what? It always happens. Every five years. I'm like, you know what? Maybe it wasn't as bad as I remember. And every five years, I'm like, that was a rough watch.
0: <sighs> the Howard the Duck conundrum. I mean, isn't that a From big chunk of our lives?
1: <laughs> the Prince rip off at the end. They get into duck tits early. Like very early, you are not me-
0: prepared.
1: Uh, you're like I- I've read the Marvel comics, and I can't wait to see this Crass Duck.
0: Mommy, mommy, Nobody mommy! Guy did Star Wars?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> mommy, mommy, let me watch Howard the Duck. We can watch it together. I'm sure it's going to be fine and not uncomfortable right away because I'm looking at duck tits. Yep. Oh boy. Um, so yeah. Uh, Essentially, he's getting psychosomatic headaches and nodes, bleeds, and a pain in his arm that he uses to shoot the gun. Uh, it's a little bit proto-gross point blank, except this yep. therapist wants to be talking to this guy. He's fine with yep. it. Um, Analyze this hey. and that. <laughs> it's your choice. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so he is, you know, I, I got confused at this part. Does he have the flu or is he trying to avoid? I thought grace? he really was sick. But then he orders
1: a, a prostitute. Oh, uh, maybe he wasn't sick, sick. He was just hung over. I mean, it, it is Nick Nolte. I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh,
0: They had to write it in. Um, And so he, he orders. And that gets confusing because I just wrote, is he ordering a sex worker? Like, I don't understand. Like, I got yeah, a little confused.
1: What, and he does it very creepily, too, the way he yeah. asked for it. You do not realize, little girl or something.
0: Yeah, you don't realize that he is going to want to marry her and start a normal life.
1: Girlfriend, but he's ordering her, so it's like, yeah. Uh,
0: But yeah, so Grace comes by. She has her own chicken soup concoction that he says made him (laughs) sicker later. Um, uh, And but now she has a new lease on life. She's started to realize, like, wait a second, Uh, what if other? I can help out other people here. But also, so again, I got a little confused here. I was, uh, I don't remember when they settled on a thousand dollars, or did she just settle on
1: that amount? Uh, I think he he was like thousand dollars, take it or leave it. Oh, he got to minimum of a okay. thousand, right? And then she was like, "I'll figure it out," and that's when she devised the plan, of, right? Like, Getting paid from that one guy, and then because
0: that guy's gonna pay, she knows another guy who wants to die. He's gonna get two thousand mm-hmm. bucks, and then sh- then the extra thousand can go for her. Yep. And in there, you also have, you know, again, it, this movie is bleak, and the the jokes are so dry that, like, I was like, wait, did Grace just admit to being? A former prostitute as well, or does she confused on what no. tricks are? <laughs> it was supposed to be a
1: funny scene. where yeah. it's like it's it was one of those weird things where it's like, yeah, it's funny, but it's just the way it's delivered and the caliber of Hepburn mm-hmm. delivering these lines. It it just something about it felt like so odd. It yeah. just feels odd. It's like when you meet somebody like, German who has a dry sense of humor and yeah. they're making a very funny joke, but you're like, huh. Because yeah. she doesn't... Are, are they, you know
0: why I'll yeah. say it doesn't... Because she's...
1: Hepar- she doesn't read as a dumb old lady. No, she's... That's, that's it. That's the thing. Is yeah. that she seems too with it and too together and too clever to be like, oh, a magician. You know, like that, the old... Yeah. It would be you know throwing right. in
0: from, like, a smart older person, but they also are, like... I know tick-tock my clock is always tick-tocking yeah, and you're like oh, oh boy
1: stand these yeah and uh, you're
0: like no you know what it is you just might not yeah. get it like <laughs> just like chill out um uh and so yeah basically like i mean mr jenkins well first off the health brew she makes having a cleansing effect Hard to not remember when all of our friends always seem to get stuck into some dumb thing like uh, aka the cleanse or pulling the I thought about man is it because of grace that I thought about how all of our friends and it wasn't just female friends but it was a lot of our female friends at UCB all were coconut oil pulling briefly and immediately I was just like
1: what are you doing. Like how did you get sucked that? in? What was the, 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 the purpose of I that again? think it was
0: supposed to just pull the toxins out of your body when you swished coconut oil for like an hour, maybe twenty minutes. Oh but that's like I don't know, it's a little bit like leaky gut or something where you're like, I don't it's not right. the science is a little uh not there. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, it was just—it was hard to not think of just like, oh, this is like some weird old lady snake oil thing uh, right. that some of our friends get sucked into because we are all subject to being morons sometimes. Um, but yeah, Mr. Jenkins wants to die. Mr. Jenkins is heartbreaking. Yeah, like it he
1: reminds me of. Um, do you ever watch Frasier? Oh yeah. Yeah, the one, was it Neil, the guy who was like really into Roz, the like really wormy guy? Yes. The sports yeah, announcer? Reminded me. Uh Not the sports announcer. That was Oh, Mad another Dog. guy. Yeah. Oh, Mad but Dog. Yes. Guy. Yeah. But he was he kind of tuck like this and he was, he was a wormy guy. Yes. I can't remember his name. Yes. I, I was trying to remember. He was recently in um Big Door Prize. Oh, was he like, was. Oh. Know, the guy was still still alive.
0: I can picture that actor. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking quick to see if I can see this guy's picture because it's not coming up. Because that's it. This movie is full of a lot of fun random character, character actors. actors, and yeah. he's one of those guys who William Duell, Mister Harvey Jenkins. Oh, he's from one floor over the cuckoo's nest. That's the main there thing. You go. Um, so, uh, but yeah, he wants to basically die before he pays rent for next month so he could send it to his friend, and he wants to die with no pain. Yep. And that's where I did the first, like, this is like looking out a window, my man. This is just all of us. <laughs> like, how depressing is this reality? <laughs> um, and so, yeah, he she's, just, he's, so basically she's like, and this is, I guess, what ends up being the cure for his psychosmic uh, headaches and nosebleeds is he was committing murder, but this isn't murder. This is grace quickly yes uh you know think of it as a favor for a nice old man he feels like he got a purpose now that isn't just i'm a bum who kills people for money like yep. this is like i'm helping out someone i'm kavorking them um uh and so yeah this it, I, this old man's movie is de- a monologue is depressing uh oh, yeah. doesn't want to die in front of a tv set his family doesn't <laughs> care about him Oh, as two men getting older who watch movies for a podcast, <laughs> I hear you, brother. <laughs> um, uh, and so, yeah, basically, uh, they set it up that all these other people want to do it. It's a group of five. And so uh, Nick Nolte is going to they're going to have a party and he's going to set up a carbon monoxide killing. By connecting yes. pipes to the cars, uh, right. and so you're like, okay, well, this is depressing. Like, but also, but it
1: also kind of funny. the yeah. way it's like presented because they're like kind of celebrating it. That also the one lady. The Christian wig-like character who like decides like, oh, my daughter contacted me. Sorry, I got a bail on this. Like it's like a a dinner party or something. Yes, she's kind of she's, she's got great. some
0: of the funniest lines there. Because then later she's yeah. like, actually, I want back in on death because my daughter she's just wanted so to borrow money at the end too. She gets uh, she's the woman I recognize. I was like, where do I know her? And she's been in a lot. But the last thing I saw yeah. her in was nine to five rewatch. Right. She's Dabney yes. Coleman's like second in command. Right. Um. Uh. But yeah, she's really fine that she's just treating as it. like, can I put it off a week? Um, yeah. But yeah, so they put essentially like Muriel's then doing tricks with the two old men, makes it a hornier cocoon. Um, <laughs> and then they dance to the plum fairies, or dance to the plum fairies, whatever that song yeah. is. Um,
1: Sugar plum fairy. Yeah. Sugar plum fairies, yep. She's doing a strip tease to it. Yeah.
0: And I thought, I don't know, I was like, Uh, having this kind of horny party, they do like basically a going away party before they do this party with all of them. And I thought it was going to go the path of like, oh, this lady has made them remember what it's like to be alive. But instead it just becomes like, nah. Because the look on the nine to five lady's face had a look of like, ooh, I'm horny now. I forgot what it was like
1: to be alive. But, that's what I thought too. I thought she was
0: yeah. getting horny, but that's typical male. Typical male gaze on a old people getting horny. Um, but yeah, the guy balances checkbooks. He's waiting, sitting, waiting to die. Um, oh, yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Because I'm getting it confused because they have the going away party. Yeah. They all find out about it. The guy, Mr. Jenkins, Nolte isn't going to kill him if he has second thoughts, but then he yeah. sends Mariel. To give him his deposit back, but then the guy has a heart attack because he thinks Mariel's there to fuck him, yep. And he's like dies with a happy smile on his face. Just the concept that he could have won. This lady be care about him when his family doesn't. As he says, his family doesn't even visit and doesn't give a uh, fuck about he him. Just
1: goes that line where he says it's too slow, Mister Flint. <laughs> yes. Too slow, and you're like, oh, oh
0: man. But they're fucking psyched. They go to the funeral. And I did think that was like a funny concept in this movie, that the 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 funeral is like a, a pitch presentation. Yeah, it becomes exactly. like giving out flyers to the funeral. I so thought that, that was funny. Yeah, yeah. It's a great idea. Like, it's this idea that they're like, oh, he's died smiling. We're not going to get our faces <laughs> blown off. Because even 9 to 5, like, she wants to die towards the end. And she's like, I don't care. Shoot me. Like, I just want to be <laughs> yeah. out like because that's not what these people are doing generally
1: Um, on the flyer do you think it said like it had him quoted being like too slow and lonely and it has a picture of him (laughs) with a smile on his face
0: I hope they got a good fucking photo of that with that Joker makeup on Um, (laughs) yeah love that Joker Uh, um, brand X (laughs) but man I always forget about that extra X
1: the way he delivers <laughs> those little way. choices you nicholson makes <laughs> are my number one <laughs>
0: my god guy. um but yeah uh so yeah nolte wants to retire so he's like fuck it let's do this um <laughs> and yeah he's like i'm just a killer and a bum and even this is like heartbreaking when Catherine Hepburn's like anyone that does good in the world is not a bum only evil is him. lousy yeah
1: it's just like a breaking bad type of thing all of a sudden where she's in on this business. Right. Yeah, because
0: she becomes <laughs> she gets yet, greedy. I didn't think about that. The breaking bad thing, yes. Yeah. Um uh so yeah, she goes to the old folks' home to recruit uh for the most depressing <laughs> fucking tour ever oh. of an old folks oh my home. Oh god. We gotta <sighs> make sure our parents get into fine old folks' homes and we get into even better ones. It's <laughs> all I can think about. Oh Jesus. Um this another there's a lot of heartbreaking lines in this honestly when she's like I never knew old people till I looked around and realized I was one of them <laughs>
1: That's happening to us. That is our looking in a fucking mirror. Every <laughs> time I look in the goddamn mirror, Jeff, I'm like, who is this man? Ugh, Mark Gray hair. Mark Gray hair. What
0: is that? That innocent child is gone. <laughs> Just a fucking what old
1: child. T- to that innocent <laughs> child? There's an old man staring back at me. You like my song?
0: I love it a lot. You should honestly, I would listen to that and cry in my fucking office. <laughs> I, instead of listening to Cats in the Cradle and just somehow I'm playing both roles, the dad and the son in it. Yeah,
1: exactly. Well, you're <laughs> you're, you're playing that song and your son comes and, says, daddy, can we play? Not now. I'm listening to this song. <laughs> I'm being morose <laughs> about the death of my youth. <laughs> Get away from me, offspring child. <laughs> the Let thing that gives me life.
0: Jesus. Um, so, yeah, they're, uh, they're helping, uh, thinking of next stage. Uh, yeah, for this tour, it's fucking depressing me uh, in the old folks home. Um, uh, oh, and then th- this movie gets odder. When she's like Seymour, would you mind calling me mom?
1: <laughs> that yeah. Oof. Oof. Sheesh. It's and just, he just like, like, like flies to honey. He was just like, absolute you got it because he's got, a, he got mommy issues. Hey, he
0: got mommy issues. She got kid I issues. I know
1: you, mama. I know you, mama. That's a good old Oswald. You know, it, Chewbacca. <laughs>
0: That's a good Nolte like, you know. <laughs> <damn it>, <laughs> man. Um, yeah, lady wants to get out, put it off a week because her dog's going to visit. Weird cats sing along. Keep being weird, Grace.
1: Oh, yeah. That cat was huge, too. That it's like a Mancoon cat. Yeah. You know, or a Siberian That's cat half of what our cat is, actually, because yeah. it keeps growing the goddamn thing. Jesus it's Christ. It's weird. Yes. They keep growing. Like, it's like weird. You got like, to stop cat growing. That He's so big now. But. Um, Every that, time yeah, you look at that cat, you realize how old you are, man. Just get old. I older. do, man. Oh, I just keep being, I Yeah, I keep getting older. It keeps getting bigger. This—that's <laughs> your bacata.
0: is you talking yeah. <laughs> about your cat?
1: <laughs> I want to die, die, die. Um, I what was? The, oh, see, wait. What was the name of the cat? Because it Winf, oh. Winifred. Winifred. Winifred.
0: Yes. <laughs> uh but, yeah, like, I mean, this is a whole scene of a carbon monoxide poisoning group suicide by uh, old people. Uh, good conversation about what movies can't be made anymore. Again, going back to that Blazing Saddles thing. Uh, I mean, you could make it. You, definitely. you could definitely. I mean, I mean that is the yeah. thing. I mean, people. Nothing racist no, about it or Also, like.
1: the argument with the Blazing Saddles is, like, you could make that. Yeah, if with think the right smart should. people who have the right point of view yeah. about it, Ben Shapiro can't fucking make that because you know it's going it to be donkey shit, yes. with that's racist.
0: We're, it's like, no, no, we're saying you specifically can't make that.
1: Yeah, you cannot make this. <laughs> Smarter people... <laughs> who actually have a grasp on the concept and the right. themes and have lived in this life can do that.
0: You know, like the original writers of Blazing yeah.
1: Saddles. Oh,
0: oh boy, um, But yeah, I mean, this is one of the darker parts of the movie. It's like they're all singing and Irish eyes are smiling, I believe. <laughs> yeah. And they're basically like listening. I was like, listen to them. They're beautiful voices. And then she doesn't completely understand. She's oh like, but God. Seymour...
1: There's another verse. Oh, <laughs> yeah! That part was so weird. It's so dark. I don't know. I loved that part because it is so like. It's like you know she's not that naive. So they did it for a jo- again. She's not. She she's a smart lady. Bro, yeah, yeah. So she's like, but there's another verse, right? And he goes, "Uh, yes, there is, ma. Yes, there is, or something like that." What did he say? Uh, uh
0: I, yeah. I th- oh, yeah. What the fuck? He does have her. I mean i'll give maybe maybe there's a reading of it frank that even though they're doing this and they have become breaking bad now that because she has a new lease on life she's like starting to see the beauty in it you know yeah, so she's too, but... she's lost in the beauty so much that she almost forgets that they're murdering them but yeah
1: right he says not this time Ma." oh man
0: yeah Even the inclusion of the word ma to that line makes it extra dark and creepy in an interesting way.
1: And then also what I thought was like darkly, darkly funny, which I actually laughed out loud about, and I was like, oh, it's so weird, is when they're talking to the Kristen Wig lady, yeah, and she's like inviting her to the funeral, and she goes, she says, I'm afraid I'd be too jealous. I was like, whoa! (laughs) I got blown back by that, because I was like, that is so... That's what a great line. Clever. Yeah, it's
0: so good. That's a that's a very. I really like that line. I think that one works so because it is actually a misdirect. You really don't think she's going to say that, like, I and and that's a, that's the weight of that that actress specifically too. I think she's selling. Like, yeah. you're not sure where she's coming from to some extent. Um, yeah. uh I loved that they kind of just go to all the old folks' homes and were passing out flyers, and each of them were just <laughs> yes. like, "Yeah, whatever, man." I also love that. One of them was Denny Dillon from SNL yes, and Dream SNL. On. Yep. Yeah, SNL. Um, yeah.
1: And Troop Beverly Hills, I SNL. believe. Um,
0: yep, Troop uh,
1: Beverly Hills, I another- love Mary Gross. Yes. Oh, man, I love Mary Gross. Mary Gross is great, and she's still great. Yeah. She still shows up once in a while. Yeah. I'm like, I love Mary Gross. Love yeah. her. Um, also,
0: another receptionist, one of the receptionists who doesn't care, is one of the Mafia Wives in Goodfellas. Okay. When Karen is talking about how like they're they're all like wear ugly tacky clothes and their faces don't look good and she's putting on this green fucking goop and talking about how she like hit her kid and like and she's like, and they all talk about beating their children. but I was like, it's a good fella's lady. I love her because yep. uh, I'm always confused on what this crazy makeup treatment is they're doing. Um, I like that they call it a treatment. Like, that's just kind of fun. Um, uh, It's 750 bucks. Yeah, doesn't want to go. That legit made me laugh. That jealous line. Um, I like that he cut his honeymoon short because he just wanted to work. Um, (laughs) Yeah. uh, The taxi driver is the bad guy from Last Dragon. Uh, Mr. Arcadia.
1: I can't believe I didn't make that connection. I was like, why does he look so familiar? And we just watched that goddamn thing.
0: I I stopped to go look. Don't you worry. Like, I was like,
1: like, why does he look so familiar? Yeah. Well, because that's that
0: was the thing. Yeah. Like, and yeah, because he I mean, that even that I thought was like kind of a interesting scene because like, I didn't know where it was leading to. Yeah. And I, I was like, oh, he's just ripping her off. But then he really does want just a collateral, which is her shoe. Um, and then she doesn't give a tip because she's becoming Breaking Bad. She, you know, I am yep. whatever the fuck he says in Breaking Bad. I yeah, I'm him. the one who knocks. Yeah, yeah, now all of a sudden she thinks she's the one who knocks, so she gives a 20-cent tip or she wants her 20 cents back. Um, Heisenberg. It's also a weird uh, – this is a subtitle thing, but <laughs> it kept saying 980 – and then it switches to 8 or it 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 there, it says $9.80 is what the fare is in the subtitles. Yeah. And she keeps saying 890, I only have twenty eight ninety, and then the last uh, time they say it, it switches to him saying 980. And I was like, "Wait, is that a weird joke or they or they just mess up? Like I don't know." Yeah. They um, didn't
1: even want to do ADR for that cuz they're like they respect her too much. Yeah, like, 60- you know what? It's fine. We'll, fi- fi- a, letter, letter, yeah, we'll letter fix hat.
0: it in closed captioning <laughs> for the old <laughs> yeah, people. On Tubi years <laughs>
1: later, which is where I watch it, by the way. Yeah, we both
0: watch it on Tubi. Yes, watch it on Tubi. It on Tubi. Uh, man, I, I know we've said this before. I'm always happy when a Tubi has closed captioning lately. I've oh, been watching too. too many Italian movies that are dubbed oh and God. poorly and no closed captioning. And I'm trying to do the volume that doesn't wake up my kid. Yeah. And like, luckily, if it's something like I'm rewatching Don't Torture a Duckling. And I'm like, <laughs> I know it enough that I can fill in the gas. But there are just like, yeah, I was watching Short Night of Glass Dolls. And I was just like, honestly, I was like, I'm just going to not hear what half of the movie is. There's one yeah. guy with a dubbed over Greek accent. And I'm like, well, I don't know anymore.
1: <laughs> but that's what that's what movies are. I mean, like the first time I saw Spider-Verse, the new one the mix was so low. Yeah. And like, you couldn't hear the dialogue and you're like, what the fuck are they saying? And I just came from Oppenheimer. And it was the same thing. There are parts of this movie where you're just like, I guess I'm gonna let that go. Cause I don't know. what as, they're saying."
0: As someone who wears hearing aids, like I always have to have my wife like verify, like, no, it's fucked. Like,
1: no. Yeah. Everybody. <laughs> exactly. I
0: might shift to, and I'm the one who legally should be doing it, but I might have to shift to, uh, those closed captioning boxes that they'll give you at movies. Like, oh. uh, like some of the nicer theaters, like, the Landmark yeah. does it now. Like, I think you just attach it to your chair. And it's yeah, so you Regal can just, like, kind of, like, line it up a little bit. Because, like, I just sometimes, like, that's, a, like, Mission Impossible. It was, it was, one, it reminded me that when we go see the cheap theater, that sound is really bad in Pasadena. Yeah. But... Even with the good sounds, there were definitely times where I was like, this is mixed crazy, and I don't know where to put my hearing aid settings at. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, so it gets me ready for Tubi. Um, yeah, she gets her shoe taken. <laughs> hey, my shoe. And that becomes like the impetus for she has now become the one who knocks. Like yep. she now wants she Seymour turned. to murder him. Just because, basically, to cleanse the earth, like it's kind of like a fucking inselly taxi driver Travis Bickle sort of vibe, mm-hmm. and I like that too because it's interesting. Because like you're Me like, too. why does this scene exist? It felt at first I was like, this is just a delay, like one of those nope. classic delay scenes, and then
1: it's like and she just needed that tiny push, yeah, she just needed that excuse
0: to go back and like that she like realized that she's becoming, uh, she has become monster. And the Angel of Death, she is Angel of Death. yeah, Slayer's Angel of Death starts playing, uh, and it's awesome. Um but, uh, and then, like, his nosebleeds start coming back because he's like, well, this is just murder. This is just like you playing God. This is you playing God in the wrong way. This is you like deciding who is good, who is evil versus these people making a choice. And you know, you feel for him because he was pretty quick to jump on that. Okay, ma. But like now, mom's manipulating him, and it's kind of like,
1: Welcome to family. Jesus. And the therapist <laughs> is like, What are you doing? He sounded like Jamie Taco when he's yelling at him, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> yes, he does. Cut it out, Timur. Cut it out.
0: Um, yeah, she's like, Call it pest control. Um,
1: but I do was like. He checking his Coke nose? The therapist? <laughs> Maybe. Because he was like, Look in the mirror when she comes in. Like, what was he doing? I think.
0: It's a little unclear, and it's shoved in at the end. I think it is supposed to be a running theme of he knows how to solve this, help solve this problem. Maybe because he has the same thing. Like he's repressing, he's doing something for the wrong reason. Right. Because then Grace comes in after Nick and is like, "I wanted to get back at him. I wrote a letter to the district attorney, and he realizes he's fucked up because he's gonna be fucking." able to
1: accessory he's
0: an accessory to murder because he was helping out this hitman as a therapist so now his he's doing he's not following the creed of being a professional he is now making choices for his own ass and it's the same and i think that's supposed to be the deal is like the, the 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 uh bleeding nose is the representation of um not being your nicest self not making true actions not like helping the world you're looking out for only yourself and becoming the thing that is the problem with the world that people are want to die in this movie from i think is the idea um uh and so yeah like i think like that even that is like kind of heartbreaking that they've created this family uh By the way, in inflation, his fee of 75 bucks would be about 220. Um, I went to the calculator. (laughs) I did the math. Um, (laughs) And so, yeah, the therapist knows he'll be in trouble. Yeah, he doesn't have a Coke nose, but maybe it is just he's doing Coke. That'd be pretty amazing. He's just busting rails in between patients. Um, It looks like Yago Smirnoff. Yeah, he does. (laughs) What a country. Um, (laughs) Eh, eh, eh. Wait, who says this line? 'Cause this is a pretty great line. And I might have gotten some of the words wrong, but life is too beautiful to walk around dying. And when oh. dying is all you think about, you're better off dead.
1: Wasn't that her?
0: I think it was her. That's a good line. That's a great I can't remember. There's a lot of there's a couple that I'm like i yeah. monogram that on a fucking wall thing <laughs> like my Honey, uh, where fucking are you going? my fucking Will Graham monogram that I've got hanging up on the, <laughs> the wall in our house. Um, all right. Uh but yeah, so uh so then basically now Nulty wants to try to kill her and he's like showing up at the funeral. Um and then So then I will say legitimately, when the lady who wanted to get murdered tries to then go to Nulty, this say is Mr. Killer. this is where it shifts tone. Yeah. And we said the music the music becomes Madcap and feels like National Lampoon. Like, it feels like a, 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 like, just like, it's gonna get wacky. Like, when she steals the hearse, it kind of just feels like a later day National Lampoon movie. Or, or like... I
1: did like... The fact there is a hearse chase.
0: Oh, it's great. That's the weird part. It's like, I'm not totally against the madcapness and the ending. Yeah. It is, it
1: does. But it is a tone shift.
0: It's a tone shift. And when you realize that that was like kind of forced in and done quick. You can see it. And it's just like because the music was all over the place, it really does like kind of nod to, like, oh, yeah, even though it's fun. I do, yeah, I like the hearse. I like that there's a drive by hearse shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, uh,
1: that was wild. That was weird. Yeah, I mean, It was so awkward try- trying to shoot her. It's like, and then Catherine Hepburn having to do that stunt, too. Oh, my
0: God. She's got a death wish. Catherine wants to die. She, she wants it. Yeah. Man. Uh, but, yeah, then the lady from 9 to 5 is psyched to go into the East River. Like, uh, she hears the singing from the suicide Pack that she missed out on. Yep. Even though it's a tone shift in this end, like, there are still are parts that they held on to where you're like, that's fucking dark in a fun way.
1: Yeah. Why, but would that be painless, drowning? I think it would be rougher than. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm i terrified of
0: it. Oh, I'm. Um, uh, horrified it was the, the murder that killed me the most of this is that I got stressed yeah. out about um I will say her reaction of saying well Emily got a freebie um, yep. she did pay her deposit it wasn't completely a freebie. she did So don't no, don't like... act like you fucking got out of this one without getting any money um but yeah he's just a small nothing in the general mess I suppose that's her realizing she thought she could clean up the universe um And then, yeah, yeah, we're like, because Nick was like, I'm sorry, they apologize, and then slow zoom in on Nick, and he's like, let's flow along like Emily's hat,
1: just like, woof. She said, we're going to clean up the, she has that nightmare, right? Where he's like, we're going to clean up the universe, right?
0: Oh, that was in a nightmare. I got a little confused on that part. I wasn't sure if that was a nightmare where you're just seeing a nightmare post that reality, but I think you're right. I think it was the nightmare. I don't know where the nightmare starts. And reality but it was stops. Like eerie. <laughs>
1: that was a kind of weird, eerie scene, but it, yeah, yeah. That was good.
0: Uh, but yeah, he. And so in this, too, he says he murdered Putnam. And now she's. Oh, wait. Pissed. So that
1: was what he said later. Yes. That's, okay. That's sorry. where it's right. Where he goes, We got to clean up the universe. Isn't that what you said? Right. And that's where it gets serious, where they're Oof. like, Holy shit, the weight of like what's actually happening. And that's where he says, Ma, I don't want to kill no more.
0: So depressing like it's yeah. just like yeah and his nose is bleeding again which is like pretty fucking brutal but he's yeah, also he
1: knows it's a lie he's also a
0: little bit like you said it's weird it's like I think 50% that scene I was like this is like Could be gut-wrenching. I mean, honestly, I guess it's a lot like what I was about to say, the first blood end scene. The first blood monologue where you're like, sometimes those moments with Stallone, you're like, oh boy. And then other times I'm like, this is gut-wrenching and we need to give Stallone more credit. Because that, that scene is like gut-wrenching with Nick Nolte and he's a little bit like Eric Roberts. That's where the yeah. Eric Roberts comes in or Lenny from Mice and Men. Um, it's fucking sad. He doesn't want to kill, but he doesn't know what else to do. He wants to not lose his mother. Um, and then she has a nosebleed. This whole movie is about repression and guilt. Uh, what a
1: weird, like, just the frame of that scene is just so haunting. Yeah. Yeah. It was like really weird and unsettling, but I liked it. And then
0: I do like like that that part's like he's saving her, and then she's a little bit like, "Well, I guess we're going our own way." And he's like, "No, we can be a family." Uh, and he's like, "I she he isn't dead, maybe." Like and then and you really aren't sure, like which I'll give it to him. Like it's like I just don't like shooting people anymore. Heartbreaking delivery so many old people want to die all they get to her house and there are like customers so many of them just around the block and then it ends on them trying to get away from the customers who all want to die which you're like we had a madcap tone it got depressing and then we're back into dark comedy almost madcap but if you think about it man so many old people want to be dead yeah that's depressing but then ends on that mr arcadia was actually alive enough time has passed he's grown a mustache now he's got different facial hair (laughs) and they laugh and zoom in and fade out (laughs) i was like that's how it ends it's a true that's how it ends ending yeah
1: um I kind of expected like a Chuck Jones type of like animation at the end, him like (laughs) kind of like like, you know like the mad cappy, mad mad world type of like animation.
0: Yeah, if we could get Chuck Jones mixed with the Hirschfeld drawings and they're like killing people in different ways but loving each other, that would be adorable. (laughs) Um, But yeah, as I wrote as my last words, Grace Quigley, people, I just what uh, not
1: what you expect from. I was surprised. I was expecting a boring-ass movie that was going to be, like, trying to be prestige. Yeah. And I was kind of dreading it a bit because I was like, because oh, I didn't read anything about it, cause, especially in Austin's book, because I didn't want to, like, spoil it just because I'm like, I- I'll go into this one a little blind.
0: I, for- I had forgotten. I re- I Then I read it right before, and I was just like, oh, right before we record it. And I was like, oh, I remember reading the interview with the the, the sex worker character, Kit whatever her name is, actress.
1: Oh, yeah. And kind she of dealing a, a, with, like, I got a good interview in there. Name.
0: And her, like, I think, like, Hepburn was very supportive. I could be remembering that wrong. But, yeah, I mean, every time someone, especially Rob Schnitzer, again, shout out, would uh, recommend this or say, you guys got to do it, I'd be like, why? Like, is this, like, this, it's like when, you know, randomly someone's like go do shy people and you're like <laughs> right. people we're not looking forward to that either we already question our lives sometimes but yeah no it's not it's not the yeah. prestige canon film you think it's gonna be it's kit not Lefebvre. a fever what is it kit
1: le fever that's it what a name or I mean, kit le fever
0: what it definitely is her christian god-given name and not Made up? I mean, I hope. That's a great fucking name. (laughs) Nancy (laughs) Splat. I'm Nancy Splat. Call me Kit the Fever. (laughs) Um, But yeah, Grace Quigley. I mean, do we have anything else to say about it? I don't think
1: so. I mean, No, other than it was a very pleasant surprise, and I'm glad that uh, this strange little movie has, uh, that I, I, I witnessed it, and it's part of my life. I think I'll
0: surprisingly think about it.
1: I think so too. Me too, yeah.
0: I think if I also do think it would be one of those movies where if I was in some like conversation with someone mentioning Harold and Maud, I'd be like, yeah, Have, okay. you "Have you Grace watched Grace Quickly?"
1: Yeah. Because it, it, it's not like it's not a like a great or perfect movie, but it's like it probably isn't the caliber of Harold and Maud. I don't know how you feel about that movie, but I like it. Yeah, yeah. But like um you know, it's it's, a, it's still a good watch. It's, it's, a, it's not a as successful from it as Harold. It's and not Mott. as successful, but it's it's got some really dark, funny moments, and it's got this weird charm to it that I really appreciated.
0: I uh, yeah, and I appre- and, and I also like, I appreciate that it's one of the many reasons we do this podcast. But also, you know, you and I are friends, and we like movies in a lot of the same ways. Is like, it's this. It seemed like watching it was this reminder of like. Oh, there's lots of movies still out there that are these, like, from even from 80s, 70s, 90s, that I'm like, I haven't even gotten to that. And you're like, oh, that's a lot different than I thought it would be. That's a lot more interesting than I thought it would be. Like, you know, like, uh, 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 there's the eaves of destructions, and then there's the Grace Quigley's. It's not that it's—it's it's just sometimes nice to— I really like that. There's piles of mid-level movies that are also yeah. weird from the '80s. That's one of the things we love. I love like, it. Love yeah. it. I love being like again, like oh, there's another Dudley Moore movie, like like or whatever. <laughs> like you're like oh, okay, that's right. cool. Um, uh, and uh, and again, that like the beauty of canon, like that it's not in that prestige, but that reminder of like. Even with some of like the not that this is like necessarily a bigger name director, but with even like some of the bigger name directors, we get lost in being like, oh, I'm just gonna when I'm talking about them, I'm talking about the two or three movies that we all talk about. Yeah. And even like that's the interesting part of like the Harold and Maude discussion, where it's just like, there's also Grace Quigman. I'm sure lots of other movies that fit in that realm. Like, it ain't necessarily oh, yeah. Hal Ashby, but it's definitely like in that Venn diagram, and that is super It's the beauty of film, baby. It's one of my favorite art forms. Like, cinema is the best. Um, uh, But yeah, at this point, we got to give our canon rating. And this one will be interesting, I think. Because again, not how good or bad it is. We talked about that. But how canon is this canon movie? What do you think, Frank? Three? That's exactly where I was going to go. It is...
1: It's not... It's like acquisition.
0: Yeah, but also... It doesn't, it doesn't completely feel like, uh, even though this is her second and last major role, it doesn't completely feel like a movie that's like, this is the end of the line. Yeah. It doesn't feel completely like a kind of totally blind acquisition, maybe because the ending just feels so canon just shows one showing of it is like change it <laughs> right we don't care that much we love film and also fuck it um but yeah it's uh but it doesn't have a it i don't know it lives kind of in its own little canon world which is also the interesting part about canon like that they can yeah. shock us in a different way than we thought we'd be shocked after all of these years i mean grace quigley people who knew? Get on it. Get on it. Get on that tubie. Quigley um, down for some Quigley. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, get on that Quigley, uh, then watch Quigley Down Under right after, and uh, compare and contrast. Um, but, in, you know, uh, this is also a point in the podcast where, Frank, we got to let people know where can they find us if they want to find more canon, canon-related stuff.
1: They can find on... An- Boo. I'm getting there. Uh, <laughs> they can find us on Instagram and Twitter at the Cannon Cannon. First, sorry, why am I? I'm just now all of a sudden I crashed. Oppenheimer hit ya. Oh, I just like it's been a day. Yeah. Uh, they can find us both on Twitter and Instagram at the Cannon Cannon. Second cannon is one in.
0: And again, Patreon.com/slash/theCannonCannon. Uh, uh, truly, again, it would just be. It's nice to see that little support there. Uh, <laughs> as we get further and further in, um, uh, but yeah, we we appreciate all of uh, our Patreon members too uh, and your input. And uh, uh, yeah, thanks for pushing us to watch Grace Quigley. That's that's one of the beauties yeah. of the of the Patreon. But until next time,
1: I'm Jeff Garlock, and I'm Frank Garcia Hale. This is the Canon. Ken. Ken. Canon. Ken my shoes here's your sauerkraut you Nazi scum